to the go. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past month, we had nine posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we reported on an article where the authors described that a program that addresses risk factors for eating disorders among male collegiate athletes can reduce drive for muscularity, decrease supplement use, and improve satisfaction with specific body areas. In the second post, we summarized an article where the authors concluded that an athlete with insufficient sleep is more likely to have greater signs and symptom scores during preseason concussion testing than their peers who slept for seven to eight and a half hours. Then in the third post, we described a study where the authors noted that an eight-week neuromuscular training program delivered only twice per week can dramatically reduce the likelihood of injury in athletes who sustained a concussion. In this post, we also discussed the idea that these programs are highly effective among healthy individuals, and a program like this might not even be needed if we could get more teams to adopt injury prevention programs. But in the meantime, this is an interesting program that people may consider to reduce the risk of injury after a concussion. In the fourth post, we highlighted a manuscript where the authors noted that adolescent patients, parents, and rehab professionals involved in care after an anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction believe that more frequent and consistent communication about setting expectations, restrictions, and timelines could promote better patient outcomes. In the fifth post, we reported on an article where the authors reported that recurrent instability after a shoulder dislocation is common, so surgical stabilization is recommended for young active patients. Then in the sixth post, we summarized an article where the authors concluded that minority student-athletes with exercise-related sudden cardiac arrest have lower survival rates than white non-Hispanic student-athletes. The last three posts highlighted the NATA position statement on reducing intentional head-first contact behavior in American football players, as well as the updated guidance for cardiopulmonary considerations for high school student-athletes during the COVID-19 pandemic. And finally, there was a position statement on intra-articular injections for hip osteoarthritis. If we take a closer look at that fourth post about patients undergoing ACL rehabilitation, we find that the authors conducted a qualitative study of nine adolescent patients, one of their parents, and the treating physical therapist to examine perceptions of information sharing and interpersonal communication. Patients and parents indicated that interpersonal dynamics of the treating physical therapist, surgeon, and support system, such as friends or coaches, altered their perception of the rehabilitation process. For example, trusting and communicative relationships helped. Furthermore, the physical therapist and the patients and parents reported that inconsistent communication between physical therapist and physician, as well as a lack of knowledge, was a common source of frustration. Lastly, intrapersonal experience, such as goal setting, helped 
However, others reported that lack of intrapersonal experience resulted in poor emotional responses, such as isolation and uncertainty about recovery. Generally, the authors demonstrated in the study that effective communication, strong social support, and active participation in goal setting could positively influence a patient's recovery. However, these strategies may only be effective if the patients or parents were knowledgeable enough to actively participate and ask critical questions to decrease their feelings of isolation and wrongdoing, such as running too soon or too late. For example, leading patients to resources that provide information regarding a generalized rehabilitation progression may be helpful to manage expectations and better inform the patients or parents. Finally, barriers still exist in improving communication strategies. The authors noted that everyone agreed that improved communication between members of the healthcare team would help ensure that patients meet expectations and that everyone is consistent when setting expectations, restrictions, and recovery timelines, as well as addressing patient needs and desires. The authors suggest clinicians should consider strategies to improve patient and parent education. Additionally, after an ACL reconstruction, more frequent communication among all stakeholders could improve inter- and intra-personal dynamics, leading to better patient outcomes. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our nine online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries and the courses on our website and in the show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next month with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.